Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Acts Like Men podcast with your hosts, Randy Matthews and Kevin Gibson. Our goal is to explore what it's like to live our lives right where each of us are as Christian men who desire to act like men. This is episode four, simply entitled, Why Pray? There we go. Ready to roll, huh? Let's let's do it. Oh, man. Prayer. I mean, do we need to pray, actually? Well, you know, the conversation we were just having, absolutely. Yeah. Praying is talking to God because you don't know what else to do. Yeah. And it really ought to be the first thing we do, not a afterthought. True. I think all of us have situations in our life right now and things we're dealing with. I know... Uh, I have a dad and and mom that are uh, you know dad's just retired but just been diagnosed with Parkinson's yeah. and um, boy that'll that'll drive you to the prayer sure thing will. and then you got I got teenage boys well not teenage boys now but they're a, a twenty year old son and young I got men. a yeah young men and a nineteen year old son and you know you're just looking at them and going oh Lord please don't let them make a dumb decision that's going to change their mm. life forever and so yeah prayer pretty important yeah. definitely pretty important in yeah. life so i was flat on my back a few weeks ago shaving my arm to do another heart cath uh. the pain and everything was worse than when i had my 90 percent blockage and i was just laying there going i'm facing surgery yeah and it came back i did a lot of praying before that one mm. and it came back you're probably having esophageal spasms because there's nothing going on inside your heart which was a miracle. Which is great. But but why is it there? Still pray. Right. That was probably anxiety <laughs> True, and stress. Sure, sure. Uh, Definitely. You know, prayer is, you know, I, I had a grandma that, that couldn't drive, which is not that she couldn't drive. Yeah. She did not have her driver's license. My mm-hmm. grandpa would work on construction teams, and he'd be gone for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And she would sleep with her shotgun next to her bed because she was scared she lived down on lake McAllister near the prison wow yeah and uh, you know and there's always someone escaping from there during the sure. year, you know, over the years and my sister got to go live with her uh when the liberty school burned down she transferred down there to go to school while they were figuring out what to do and the biggest testimony she has is of grandma praying oh that's cool she said it wasn't an afterthought to grandma yeah if something was hurting on you, you stopped right then and prayed. Mm. If something scary happened outside, they heard a noise before they even touched the gun. It was Lord help me to have wisdom to know how to impact whatever is <laughs> about to come my way. That's cool. If they heard a storm coming, they prayed. Awesome. If Grandpa was in a mood, they prayed. All right, <laughs> it just prayed. And, and Donella said, "Hey, she was a prayer warrior." That's cool, man. And you know, we've been around people like that. And, yeah. And so why do we not? We talked about the, the last podcast. Why do we not pray more? Yeah. When it's communicating to God and hearing from God, mm-hmm. but there's those boundaries, and we talked about and barriers. Yeah. So. so, what's the big things going on in your life right now that you would say, "Hey, I need prayer for"? Our family needs prayer. Yeah. Uh, facing some very difficult things with some family members that are mm-hmm. walking some things that are heart wrenching. Yeah. And uh, that that's difficult uh, in, in several different situations that I can see, and and that's hard. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the big. That's the big areas. It is. Yeah, for the church, what, what do you think? Some big areas that we could pray for, right, right here at Clearview. For Clearview, yeah, our future. Yeah, um, you and I've talked about that. Where, where is God taking us? We have both admitted, and we quickly tell people when they ask us, "What's the secret to Clearview?" Um, it, it it's the Lord. Yeah, because it's not us. Amen. Uh, <laughs> it's certainly not us, and 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 I love that. Just you know. What last week we got together because we couldn't have a staff meeting, and you and I got together to talk about what was going to happen while you're out of town, and yeah, we found ourselves doing a little dreaming and talking and uh, praying, yes, because we need God to tell us which way to go in the future. Right, we got some decisions to make. Got some decisions we're going to really uh, have to think through, and yeah. but we need God's wisdom to know what to do. Right, sure, even where to start. Absolutely, because because here's the deal, you know, and I know this isn't a podcast about Clearview. But Clearview exists to push back darkness and to, to redeem that which sin has broken in our community. Yeah. And so as long as we're working toward that end, 
I believe God's going to bless us and, and help us. But, you know, it's just uh, which way do we turn? Do we turn left? Do we turn right? Yeah. Lord, been, Lord direct us. We don't want to make the wrong turn. Been praying for people, the visitors yeah. that are sitting there week after week, and you know, Lord, Some of them are, you work, lost. are you working in their lives? Yes. What's going on in their hearts? Yeah, you know, we just have to say, God, do a work, and we don't have to get in a hurry about that, right? You know, the old me or the legalistic me, it'd have been like, man, I need to go talk to them. Nah, yeah, only when let, God let says God to. do it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it sticks when it's when it's the Lord for sure. But. Yeah, it was like I, I know <clears> that this is. Let's talk about this for a second while we say, why pray? Yeah. Um, do you remember when Christy Powell kept asking us to pray for her dad? Yes. Over and over again. She even came to the, the altar one time and was yeah. like, pray for my dad. Mm-hmm. He needs Jesus. Amen. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And you and I would say to each other once in a while, have you gone to see Mr. Powell? Uh, yeah. Not Mr. Powell. Bob Cossie. Oh, yeah. I can't Mr. even remember Cossie. his name. <clears throat> have you gone to see him? No. We need to. We talk about it back and oh, yeah. forth. yeah. And finally, one afternoon, I got up from a nap, nothing special, and he was so heavy on my heart, the Lord was saying, you need to go talk to Bob Cossey. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and Bob Cossey got saved that day. Amen. He was ready. Yeah, yeah. It was all what God had been doing in his life, though, but it was through prayer. Yeah. And, that's, uh, that's so cool, too. And that's what, and that's what it's about, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I, I, I long for the day where we have a service and people come walking down the aisle and saying, hey, I need to be saved. Yeah. Or I got saved, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so led me to the Lord this yeah. week. And, you know, it's just like you can just see the fruit every week from that. I, I, I've been praying that for a long sure. time, and we'll continue to pray that because that's what we're here for. And, and I want to see people come down and go, look, I got this addiction in my life. Yes. I got this struggle. I, yeah. I need someone to intercede for me. Pray for Will me. you pray for me right yeah. here? Ooh, that'd be there fun. is such a stigma associated with the altar at Baptist churches. Yeah. I have threatened from time to time at a Baptist church to put a sign that blinks that says open at the altar <laughs> and let it blink down there like yes. a like you see at Eagle's Corner. Yes. Come, Sorry, Billy come. Yeah. But, you know, it's just open. You know, let you know it's open. Right. Come pray. So important. It's so vital. Uh, but none of that can happen without us talking to God, though. Exactly. Right. And so. each of us need to talk to God because all of us have a part to play and a role. Yeah. And I think if we ask God what our marching orders are for the day, mm-hmm. uh, we'll know who we're supposed to encourage. Right. We'll know when God is putting someone on our path that, hey, they need encouragement. Or you just need to say, hey, can I pray for you? Yeah. Yeah. Please, Lord, help us. You know, we've we've been trying this. I know we've done it when we've been together, and I know we've done it. We just did it the other day, last week. Yeah. We asked the guy waiting on us. Oh, yeah, yeah. What when can you're we pray out for you about? Right. And uh, bless him. He, yep. he went away, and he came back, and he said, I'm still thinking. <laughs> right. And he came back again and said, I'm still thinking. And finally came back and said, for health, yeah. the health of my family, that yeah. we'll stay well. That's cool. So, Yeah, and, and I think that's a great tool. Evangelism tool is to, when you don't know what to do or how to get to someone, you can ask them just simply, Hey, how can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. You know, when we had that one waitress a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that um, basically, you know, she said, pray for my my daughter and myself because we're trying to find a home, mm-hmm. you know, to be in. And that's a big thing that somebody's carrying around, you know. So uh, just being able to reach out to them and let them know, hey, I am praying for you. I'm going to pray for you in this. That's very powerful. We do not have the space in these facilities. But I dream and long for the day when we can put an area where we call it, tell us your story. Mm. Because oh, yeah. when you that would ask be awesome. people, like you said, the waitress, I remember being in Branson with my brother-in-law and we asked the waitress how we could pray for her. And next thing we know, we heard her testimony of what God was doing in her life, how powerful that was. Yeah. When you ask people what's going on and let them tell you. I know of a local church that does this up in the Kansas City area and people, Christians stand there after the service and people walk up to them and tell them what God's doing in their life. That's awesome. It gives them an opportunity because when that person hears clues, man, they really need to know more about the, the gospel. Yeah. Then you get a chance to share with them and ask them what that means and, and help them in their journey because people sometimes just need to talk it out. Yeah. And sometimes they just need prayer. That's good. So you intercede for them right there on the spot. Oh, so that's like one of that my idea. dreaming. I, yeah, things. I love that. I love that idea too. And I think, and how to, it'd be awesome to record people's stories, you know, mm-hmm. just show them from time to time. That's a good thing. Yeah. Wow. So here's the mm. big question for today. Yeah. 
this podcast, this is our second in a series of prayer. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to pray? Mm, man, there's so many answers to that, right? right? And none of this is going to be life-altering or shattering. They're not chandelier hangers. Right, right. like, oh, They're this so is the common. secret that unlocks everything. But guys, listen, turn up the radio. Don't get distracted. These are good. You need to hear them. So kick us off. Why is it important we pray? Well, the first reason is because there is a devil out there. Yeah. And he does not have a red pitchfork. No, no. He actually is an angel of light. So he looks very attractive. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very deceiving. And, you know, I can think of people right now that are deceived by Satan. Yeah. And, uh, you know. uh, People that we've been asked to intercede for. Exactly. And, you know, our job is to to pray for them. And we have to be constantly paying attention. You know what, Peter, I think of Peter where, you know, he's going to stand up for God and he's going to do all these good things yeah. for the Lord. And, and Jesus just looks at him and he's like, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before that rooster crows. Exactly. And he's <laughs> like, Hey, Satan wants to sift you like wheat. Yeah. I mean, he is out to yes. Get you. I think you got a verse in Ephesians that talks about that yes, too, well, right? Ephesians six talks about the whole armor of God. But why do we need the armor? Yeah, because there's a devil. Yeah. Finally, my brethren, be strong in yourself and in your self help sessions, and in your podcast. Is that <laughs> no. what your Bible says? No, nope. no. It says be strong in the Lord. Yeah. And the power of His might. We got to keep our focus in the right direction. Yeah. It's God that gives us the strength. It's God that will help us through all of this. And He says, "Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes or the plans or the traps of the devil." Yeah. Wow. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Man, we need to say that loudly. Yeah. In more church services. We talked about conflict Sunday. Mm-hmm. Conflict happens between two people, but that's not the wrestle. Yeah, the wrestle is how you're being deceived by Satan to believe that you got to stay mad at that person sure. or you got to stay upset. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And yeah. then he goes on to tell about what that spiritual armor is that you really need to put it on all day. Don't walk around naked as a Christian. Right. And verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end and all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Yeah. So we pray because there's a devil. Yeah. And guys, he is the master counterfeiter. He is. You know, I've I've shared this before and I, I get, you probably get tired of all my stories, but when I was learning the banking world, we were told that, you know, if you take in counterfeit money, you can get in trouble because it's going to come against your, your drawer and then you have to surrender it and we have to send it to the FBI. And <laughs> so we were really scared, you know, man. Yeah. We said to the, our trainer, show us some counterfeit money so we'll know what it looks like. And this woman looked at us and said, you don't need to handle the counterfeit money. Yeah. She says, you need to handle the real thing so much that you'll recognize the wrong stuff immediately. As soon as it comes through your fingertips, you'll feel it and know it's wrong. Yeah. That's the same thing with how do we live our Christian life? Yeah. What do I know if this is the devil telling me to do this or not? Or is that am I being tempted or not? Well, if you've been spending time with God, you've been praying, then you'll know it's the devil. Sure. You may not quite understand what he's got in store, but you're going to recognize it and resist it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> you know, I think that that we underestimate how good a he is at making things look oh. so real and whether it's fun or whether it's, Hey, I've missed out in life or whatever. But I mean, it says there in first Peter five, eight, be serious, be alert. Your adversary, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. Yeah. So he is on the hunt. Yes. And, and we got to be ready for that. We got to be prayed up or we're going to miss it. We're going to take a bite of something we don't need to be taking a bite of. Exactly. And we think, I don't know what it, we watch too much, uh, whatever's on the TV or the movie screen or Netflix or Amazon Prime, whatever it is you're watching. And we think, oh man, demonic stuff is scary and you're going to see it and know it. Yeah. Okay. You go to Haiti. Yeah. People are demon possessed. Their face looks deformed. I get it. Yeah. But do you know, Satan does that because it's how he can control those people through fear. Sure. 
But here in the United States, he does not have to do that. Yeah. Because his tactic, I truly believe, in my 28 years of ministry, however you want to look at that, uh, I believe he likes to make it look so close to the real thing because he wants you to think it's so spiritual. Right. It's so important. Yeah. But yet it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's his goal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to come and eh, scare you. He could just get you off on a path that's not quite spiritual, but you sure feel good about it. Yeah. And I'm. this is where I'm going to hang my hat. Next thing you know, you're so far from God. Churches can do this. We get so wrapped up in some things that are, are not important. Right. I call it majoring in minors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so prayer is important because there's a devil, and he is mm-hmm. out there. What's another reason prayer is important, Pastor Kevin? It's God's appointed way for us to obtain things. Hmm. Now, that sounds a lot like name it and claim it. Yep. Let me tell you, I've tried naming it, and I ain't been able to claim it yet. <laughs> you haven't got your jet? I ain't got my jet. I, keep, I ain't got my jet man, either. I'm so tired of having to fly well, and, must, and must coach. GT. Yeah. Exactly. I want to have a private jet to scoot around the United States to all my big gigs yeah, and wear my $2,000 sneakers that'll make yeah. your son jealous. Yeah, man. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. Not happening. No. Nope. James 4 says, you lust and do not have. You murder and covenant cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not try hard enough. Because you don't ask. Right. And then you ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on yourself, on your own pleasures. James is known as like shoe leather Christianity. It's real basic. Boy, does he I love it, that. though. That, and that, that's one reason I love the book because there's so much application to it. So I want to pray today, Lord, give us $10 million so we can build a brand new church complex for Clearview. $10 million, God, it's what I'm praying, and I expect you to fulfill it. Wow. Or... I can say, God, what would you have us do with this building that was given to us? Yeah. You have to weigh those things out. Right. What is God going to do? Sure. Man. Yeah, I love Luke um, 11, um, the whole passage there where it's funny because the disciples, they come to him while he's praying, Mm -hmm. and they say, teach us to pray, Lord, Mm. Um, just as John taught his disciples. And so whenever you pray, say, and then he goes into Father, your name be honored and holy, your kingdom come. But he says, give us this each day our daily bread. And and so God, even Jesus himself saying, hey, give us each day our daily bread. It's not, hey, give me me three to four uh, loaves of bread so I can stockpile it. It's give me what I need today. And that's that's what he tells them. And then um, it goes on down, and it talks about, he goes into this parable, and he's like, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine is on his journey and has come to me, and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and, and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he's his friend, Yet because of his friend's persistence, yes, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, keep asking, and it will be given to you. Keep searching, and it and you will give you will find. Keep knocking, and the door will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who searches finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? I love that passage of Scripture. I'll never forget. That was kind of one of those first sermons I preached to out of the parables Mm -hmm. because, like, I love it's so applicable. You got to ask God, you got to seek Him, you got to seek Him, and it's a persistent thing. So that's good stuff. You know, it goes two ways. You seek Him for what you need, but it's also important. What just came to my mind while you were talking was we must also. Ask how we can meet the needs of others. Right. Yeah, it's about others, really, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really about us. Uh, it's a bit about focused. There's times when it's on us, but, I mean, a lot of Jesus' ministry is love God and love others. It wasn't right. love me, love myself, and, hey, I want these things to use on myself. Sure. You Use what God has given you for others. I was in college, and um, I used to go to Krispy Kreme Donuts downtown a lot. Hey, man, bro. Hey man, hey! Boy, that I never—that's where hot I first light. got introduced to Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I had were no only idea. In the about, south. Yeah, the deep south. Dude, we're not I the south it. here. Got some great memories there too. Oh man! Yep. 
Got a few pounds from that too. It's probably what added to that ninety percent blockage. You, in I still got pounds on that <laughs> artery. But anyway, I would I, I would go down there and, dude, I can't tell you how many times people had hit me up for money in the parking lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's. I don't know their stories. I, I don't presume to know their stories, but if I could, I would say to the person, "Are you hungry?" I wasn't going to buy them donuts. There was a Popeye's chicken across the street. <laughs> I didn't want you to look at me like you're going to give them sugar. That's what they I was thinking, for three man. Days, they're strung man, out, brother on a, Kevin. You're giving them strung Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, like, well, I wouldn't turn it down. But that's for sure. But well, I had one guy who wanted money. I said, "What are you going to do with the money? I'm going to buy some food." I said, "Meet me over at Popeyes. I'll buy you some food." Yeah. And when they would weigh the thing of, do I want my drugs or whatever the alcohol, whatever I was going to spend that money on, or do I want food to satisfy my physical need? They'd go across the street and I'd take money out of my pocket that I really didn't have and buy them a meal. That's cool. Tell them God loves them. You know, people do that with gas. Can you get me some gas? I'd always say, where's your gas can? Mm-hmm. Well, it's back at the car. Where's your car? Down the street. All right, well, go get your gas can. Meet me at the gas station. Well, they never did. Yeah. Because there was no car and there was right. no gas station. I mean, there was no gas money. can. Just want money. Just want money. They ask because they want to heap it upon their own pleasures. Mm. But I'm telling you, Randy. Good illustration. You don't have to be rich to be generous. No. You have to be generous to be generous. Exactly. If you're willing yeah. to meet a need, whether that's to give somebody part of your lunch, whether it's to take $5, $10, $20 out of your pocket and help somebody, you do it because it's the right thing to do. Amen. And we learn how to do that by praying. Amen. Yeah. Prayer God's, is vital. And so you do it to obtain things. You know what we obtain sometimes? Blessings. Blessings, yeah. Yeah. Memories. It's mm. good. The apostles regarded prayer as the most important thing in their life. Yeah. I can prove that to you out of Acts 12. Peter's in prison. They don't know what to do. He's probably doing fine. He's down there running his mouth, I'm sure. In verse 5, Peter was in Acts 12. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant, earnest prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Yeah. So they're praying for him. If you know the story in Acts 12, uh, he gets sprung from prison without yeah. anybody opening the lock. Yes. God took care of him. I love that. Is that that's the passage where him and uh, is it him and Silas are in jail together? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're praising God. That was another part of prayer that we talked about the last episode was how we're praising him, we're thanking him for everything, and they're singing praises to him. Actually, I no, it, it isn't. I just read ahead. Okay, I apologize. Okay. That that's is right, an act as well. There too, there. Yeah. This one is the one where it says, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. And a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and said, Wake up! And his chains fell off. Amen. So the angel was abusing him. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, Is it abuse if it's an angel? Probably not. No, don't think so. Definitely not. <laughs> so but, why is it important to pray? Well, there's a devil. It's appointed for us to obtain things. The apostles regarded prayer as the most important part of their life. And then prayer occupied a very prominent place in the earthly life of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus modeled why prayer is important. Yes. Every time that he would go and spend time with his disciples, his disciples would have to go find him at various times and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Hey, I'm praying. I'm recharging my batteries. I'm spending time." And and so you see that over and over and over again. Um, we talked about that was the fle- that was the human side of him. Yeah, he needed like when he that. was in the garden, and he says, "God, not my will, but yours." He was earnestly praying. Yeah, it was important to him. It's vital, vital. <laughs> I like the next point though. Prayer is a very important part of the present ministry of Jesus. The mm. present, the now. Yes, and I think that we talked about it a little bit the the prior episode where we talked about hey. First priority prayer is important right here at Clearview right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something just popped in my mind, too, is Prayer 365 that got started here locally mm-hmm. in Okmulgee. Yeah. I love that ministry because we're putting an emphasis in our community that, you know, hey, we need to pray for one another. Yes. And it's not just here at Clearview that we pray, but all the churches yep. get, get to be a, a part of the prayer time. And uh, it's so, so vital to the ministry today that we do for Jesus Christ. So, And and just like you said earlier, people ask us to intercede. That's part of Jesus' ministry right here. Right. To this body of believers. Yeah. 
yeah, whatever the need may be. We had an individual reach out to us recently, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night, need somebody to pray with me. Right. And you were able to, driving down the road, yep. call this individual and pray with him. Yeah. Why? Because prayer doesn't know any boundaries. Right. Doesn't matter who it was. What matters is you knew the need and you took him to the throne and interceded on his behalf where he heard you talk to the Father about the need. Yeah. It's prayer. Yeah, it's kind of cool too, you know, even in that, it's like, you know, my mom is, I know my mom's a prayer warrior. She mm-hmm. doesn't talk a lot about it. Uh, my dad is a prayer warrior as well. I remember several times waking up in the middle of the night and my dad was trying to break free from the addiction of alcohol sure. and he spent a lot of time on his knees praying and wow. uh, they were in the vehicle that night that, you know, and I'm just just praying out loud over the phone, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I got off the phone and I was like, uh, sorry about that, guys. And they're like, nope, we're glad that you're doing that, and we're, we'll pray for them too, you know, yeah, even exactly. though they don't even know who it was, yeah, you know. Right. They just said, we're so going to cool. join you because a Christian has a need. Exactly right. And that's so powerful, man. I just, it's just an opportunity. And that's what we're trying to tell you guys that are listening. Prayer will change your life. It does. Yeah. If you don't believe me, just try it. Right. Commit to pray and talk to the Lord for 30 days. Uh, do 10 days. Yeah. Talk to him for 10 days. Make a list, make a time, make a, and talk to him for 10 days and see if it doesn't make a difference in your life. Mm-hmm. So good. So prayer is the means God has appointed for us to receive mercy and grace in the time of need. Mm, man. Ooh, what better words in the Bible than mercy and grace? Yeah, man. I know that I'm thankful for the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man. I'm so thankful that God loved me and he sent his son to die for me and that that he still forgives me for all my failures. Uh, But, man, I'm so thankful for his grace and mercy, uh, especially right when I need it, in the moments I need it. Now, today, matter of fact, I've received two different people that sent out urgent prayer requests, Mm -hmm. and um, one of them is still going to remain anonymous at this time, but the fact is it's like, you know, I know that they needed grace, and I know that they needed mercy in that time. And so, Lord, please give that to them. Help them in that time of need. And I know that he does, you know. Um, Hebrews, I think it's 4.16. Yeah, but I wanted to back up to 14 if you can let me. Yeah, go for it. Go for it, yeah. Because, you know, remember we're wanting men to act like men, so we have to yeah. remember that just because we're talking about prayer doesn't mean we can't back up and hit the ground running on another topic. Sure. So before we get to the part of praying and finding mercy and help, listen to verse 14 of Hebrews. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, comma, Jesus, the Son of God, comma, let us hold fast our confession. Hmm. So much is wrapped up in that one verse. Yeah. High priest means he has the ability to make intercession for you and I. He has the ability to pay for our salvation. He can go and talk to the Father Mm -hmm. on our behalf. Mm Mm-hmm. The ultimate intercession comes from God and Jesus talking about us. Amen. And the Holy Spirit. Powerful. He says, Jesus, the Son of God, so let us hold fast our confession. What is your confession? Your day of salvation, the day you believed, that which held you to this. So hold fast to that which you believe. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's that's talking about being sure of it and, and vocalizing it and, and being so focused on mm-hmm. God is good, yeah. the positive aspect of it. it. says, so let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Yeah. The word sympathy seems to have come up in the last, I don't know, five to seven years, especially in the customer service world where I worked for a long time. The big thing we were having to teach people was how to sympathize with others. If you're black and white, you're like, I'm sorry, you're overdrawn $380 and your kid's crying and your mama died. And uh, so what do you want me to do today? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it just, and you're like, come on now, offer some sympathy, empathize with him. But we had to teach it Mm -hmm. because not every person knows how to be empathetic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It says, we don't have a high priest that cannot empathize, cannot sympathize with your weaknesses, not just your situation you're in, but that which brings you down, your weakness, mm-hmm. but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. Yeah. So he's already faced what we faced, 
yet without sin. It's good. And then your verse that you wanted us to look at. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help at the proper time. Yes. Man, I know that it's, I can think of points in my life, you know, um, not pastoring, pastoring, where, you know, I went back and just, just had to go to God mm-hmm. and say, I don't even know what I need right now, but I know that I need you. Sure. And he just poured it out. He gave me that comfort. He gave me that peace, gave me the grace that I needed. And a lot of those times was when I screwed up something, you sure. know. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that even though we don't even know what to pray, by coming to his throne, man, he is going to heap it out on us. Let me tell you about an experience I had when I was in Pensacola. I was in college. I was leading an outreach in downtown Pensacola, which back in the day was not the thriving hot spot that Austin may get to go enjoy, where there's a restaurant in every corner and the Blue Wahoo Stadium. Yeah. Over the, it was yeah. Homeless Center down oh, there, it was wasn't Homeless it? Center and yeah. tumbleweeds and broken glasses and boarded up buildings. <laughs> was it Seville Square? Is oh, that yeah, right? Seville yeah, Square. Okay. I was the yeah. leader of that for three and a half oh, years. Awesome. Yeah. Went down there one night, and me and a guy <laughs> were walking around talking to people, and we found ourselves in Seville Square uh, down uh, – Toward the, toward the park, or actually in the park at Seville Square, and we were walking around the fountain, and this guy stood up, gnarly-looking dude. I mean, beard, dirty clothes, you know. Yeah. It looks like we're in a movie. Mm-hmm. says, you boys, preachers? <laughs> yes, sir? Maybe. Come here. <laughs> I thought, dear, Jiminy. This guy looked at me, and I said, come on, he's He's harmless. <laughs> And I uh, walked up, sir, sir, how can we help you? I said, can we pray for you? He says, no, but I want to tell you a story. I don't know. It, it, I attract people who want to tell me stories, and I love stories. <laughs> yeah. Stories matter. I said, we'd love to hear your story. He said, guys, I was a preacher. And really? I did the same thing you did. You My eyes got me. big, and I'm yeah. like, and the guy looked at me kind of like, yeah, right. Oh, he could quote some scripture. Really? And he said that at the height of his ministry, he had three teenagers at home mm-hmm. and a wife, mm-hmm. a church that was running like 200 in Sunday school and more than that in church, and things were you know blowing and going. And yeah. that was when the um, Vietnam War broke out, and he was still young enough to volunteer to go. Mm-hmm. And he went and signed up because he wanted to do his patriotic duty. His wife and his kids and his church begged him not to sign up. He had an exemption for what he was doing, right? but he chose to go anyway. He said, guys, my pride was my downfall. Hmm. I felt I had to do that. He said, but the thing I should have done was stay and mind what God had given me. He said, so I went to Vietnam, and while I was gone for three and a half years or whatever he was gone, he said, my wife had affairs. Mm. My son became an alcoholic. Mm. My daughter got pregnant. The other one attempted suicide. He says, that was however at the time, how many years ago, and he says, I don't talk to him anymore, and he says, I can't cope with life. Because when I came home, I was all messed up from what I saw over there. He said, so I couldn't go back into ministry because my family had abandoned me mm. and I'd lost everything. And he said, and those were the days when you didn't do that. Yeah. And he said, so this is what I do. Wow. So he said, boys, listen, family matters. Wow. And if God gives you something to do, you better talk to him about doing it first before you do anything else. Mm. He said, can I pray for you? No joke, Randy. The guy put his hands on our shoulders and prayed for us. He prayed that we would understand mercy and grace and that we would run to God when we had a problem. Oh, my goodness. I still remember being in that park and hearing his story and hearing that. That was, he prayed for me. Yeah, I get it. Alcohol on his breath. I don't guess that that would leave your mind. That no. probably burned it. It did. For sure. And, I, well, and so anytime I'm, I have a temptation, anytime yeah. I have a problem, anytime I want to blow up or do something I shouldn't do, yeah. every go back once to that, in a while, don't you? that comes back. Yeah. That and other mm. stories I've heard of guys that have messed up, and I'm going, yeah. Lord, but by your grace. Yeah, it is. By your grace. It's his grace and mercy for sure. It's his grace and mercy that we're not where that guy is on exactly. the bench for sure. So prayer is the means God has appointed for us to obtain freedom from all anxiety. Mm-hmm. So... I look at John 10, where John Jesus 10? was talking about okay. the sheep. Yep. Talking about who our, who our enemy is. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he gets down to verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. Yeah, that's in other good words, stuff. 
You got to know who your father is. Don't forget your father knows who you are. And that's a good passage. Clears right there. up some anxiety right there. Because when I'm anxious, when I'm discouraged, I have to go back to God is good. Remember vocalizing it, saying it out loud. You know, you're depressed, you're discouraged, you're anxious. Talk to God about it. Yeah. Which is, what is it? What's that word? Prayer. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty simple, but we don't like to apply that for some reason in our lives. But What's another yeah. reason we pray? <clears throat> well, because of what prayer accomplishes in our lives. And, um, you know, you just said it. I think that, you know, when we're talking to God, we feel a closeness to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it is in John 10 as well, where he says, abide in me and I abide in yes. you. I'm the fruit. Uh-huh. You're the branches. And, um, you know, basically, like when we're close to God, when we're spending time with God, mm-hmm. man, you know, there's a, there's a unity that comes from that. Sure. And he is trying to work in our lives, and we can't do that if we're distant. It's kind of like uh, with our kids, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if we haven't talked to them in three or four days, uh, it's hard to really know what's going on in their life. Right. Um, it's hard to feel like you're on the same page. And there's sometimes we just have to say, hey, come sit down. Mm-hmm. Let's catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to spend that time. Dude, and, uh, I'm going through that right now. Yeah. I've been so exhausted and my mind has been so ridiculously exhausted that I can't function a lot of days Yeah, where I'm like, I get through the day and I can do what needs to be done, but there's no extra time to listen to you tell me what you're dreaming of. And so I always tell them when I can tell that look on their face, yeah. like, look, dad's going to get his machine fixed yeah. and we're going to spend time. Yeah, that's I good. still try to go to him and talk to him, but I have to force myself to remember to do it where it's natural at other times. Sure, sure. So, and that's a great illustration, too, of prayer because, you know, a lot of times, sometimes it may come natural that we just want to do that and want to connect. And then there's sometimes we just really have to work at it to spend that sure. time with them, too. But, you know, what does prayer accomplish? Um, it gives it, you peace. Yeah. I can remember oh, God, I God was stirring in my heart about something so pointed when I was in college. And I, we're not going to take time to unpack that today. But it was God was asking me to surrender to something. And I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But I can remember where I was, where I quite literally, like James said, you know, poured out my heart to God and, and you know, made myself like down in the carpet fibers. I was face down in a prayer room where I said, as best I could, Lord, if that's what you want. And after that, there was such peace. Mm. You know, God gives you peace when yeah. you need it. Yeah. When you're not sure what to do, he brings I can't tell you how many times there's been something come just when it needs it financially. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's cool because, like, I, I read that point, and um, you, you said the word peace, and the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Sure. Man, when we're spending time with God and when we're praying, um, there is a peace that comes. And, you know, being a, being a husband, uh, being a father, um, and being a leader, you know, uh, for your family and for, uh, friends and, and leading in a church, there's a lot of weight that comes with that. And there's a lot of, like, you feel like you have to give all the answers, um, especially when people reach out to you, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know? Um, and so we have to remind ourselves constantly that we have to be spending time with God because we don't want to lead anybody astray. We don't want to give them the wrong opinion about something. We don't want to give them our opinion. We want them to to follow and seek the Lord Jesus Christ. And and in order to have that peace, when you got the weight of everybody sitting on you, you got to spend time with God and you got to remind yourself, I can't do this without him. Yeah. Um, I know that that's, I've had to remind myself of that a lot lately, it seems like. Well, you know? and, and when you do that, you have to think to yourself, this is accomplishing way more than I can ever imagine. Right. Yeah. This moment where I'm saying, okay, which way am I going to go? What am I going to do? Yeah. How is this going to happen? All of that. Prayer changes things. All the time. Changes our heart. Can change the outcome. Yeah. Well, and you said it uh, in Ephesians 4, 17. I love this passage. Therefore, I say this and testify in the Lord. You should no longer walk as Gentiles walk in the futility of their thoughts. Their thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm their opinions. 
They're darkened in their understanding, excluding from the life of God. Because of their ignorance, this is this is in them, and because of their hardness of their hearts, they become callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for their practice mm-hmm. of every kind and desires. Uh, but then he says, this is how you, you learned and you need to follow the Messiah. And uh, then he goes down here and he says, um, you are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. Mm-hmm. You put on the new self, the one created according to the likeness of God mm-hmm. and righteousness and purity. And um, he says, put away all these things. And then he says this. I think I was in the wrong passage of Scripture. I was, but that works. Uh, (laughs) I was tracking. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but by putting on and focusing on God, man, Mm -hmm. it changes and it opens up our minds to to realize, I don't have to fix everything. And maybe God doesn't want us to fix everything. And unless it's just a crisis emergency that has to have an answer right then, there is nothing wrong with saying, let me think about that. Exactly right. I've had more people look at me cross-eyed in the business world by saying, I'm going to pray about that before I give you an answer. Yeah. Some of the most wisest business people I've ever met have not made a decision right then. They've said, let me pray about it. Yeah. So it affects every area of our lives. So I think us building this foundation in these first few podcasts of spending time with God and studying his word, reading his word, devoting some time every day to just get alone with him. Now we're focusing on prayer. This is the foundation for you to become the man God wants you to be. Yeah. And so here are some guidelines for having a meaningful time with God, both spending time in his word as well as praying. You got to have this to kind of get it. So make some notes, guys. You really need a special time, a time. Yeah. Listen, um, I can tell you how many times, I can't tell you how many times we'd hear preachers come through church and say, bless the Lord, I get up at 3 a.m. and pray till 6, then I turn on the coffee pot. You remember those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would think, oh, I'm never going to make it. And I haven't. Yeah, I've no, not no, arrived. I've never, I've never got to that either, brother. The and, three a.m. thing, man. And then have, you know, people, now there's been times I've woke up at three, and I know and you prayed, have too, right? Yeah, pray. Yeah, yeah. Not or, on a daily basis, though. For me, you heard people say, "Early in the morning, I'll rise and seek Thy face." It says in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. it does. So that's the only time you can talk to God is in yeah. the morning. Bless God, don't do it at night. You need your battle and marching orders in the morning, not at night. And I've heard preachers emphatically preach that. Right. Then I had a wife that. Man, 10 o'clock comes and bing, her eyes come open and she's ready to conquer the world. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go to sleep. Amen. (laughs) Okay. As a mom, the kids are asleep. The dishes are in the dishwasher. Life seems to be a normal. And that's when she shuts down and focuses on those things. Yeah. So we're two different people. So I realized real quick that special time is going to have to be what works best for you. Right. But you got to carve out time because we both said, if you don't, there's going to be distractions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely and, and protect I, I, it. Yeah, I, and I think that's that's the key is protecting it. You know, uh, when I was going to the gym and on a consistent basis, and this was this has been a while back there. Let's not uh, preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there in another podcast for sure. <laughs> but you know, protecting that time, like sometimes the only time you can do it is early in the morning, right? And I get why preachers probably sure. said that a lot and of times because once you get into the day. Life is busy, but regardless, just find a time and do it. If it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, whatever, but find a time and do it. I think that's the key. What's the other thing? We're talking about how these notes came from a guy named Jim Law, and he's a great prayer warrior. Right. He said you really need a special place. Now, he he put some caveats out there. When you're young and newlyweds, yeah. you're probably staying in a cracker box apartment. There's not going to be a whole lot of room to get away and set up your honey, special honey, spot. Honey, uh, your clothes have to get out of this this area because this is my closet, my, yeah. my yes. prayer closet. And I'm going to yeah, take a yeah. dining room chair. We have three of them. We don't even have four. We're going to take one in there, yeah. And uh, uh, But a special place. And he said different seasons of his life, it's been different things. Sure. He said once the kids left the house, he had a special chair. Yeah. Quite literally, kept everything next to it. Had a little shelf next to it, and that's where his Bible, his prayer journal, cool. any note-taking stuff, it was all there. So he's like, that's where I meet Jesus every day. Yeah. Okay? Whatever it needs to be. I had a guy tell me one time when he started learning how to talk to God and praying, he took me out to his truck after church, yeah. pulled down the visor, there's his prayer list. Yeah, that's cool. Then there was a verse that we had printed on the front of a bulletin, and he had it 
pinned up there too because that first meant something that's to him. Awesome. So he, you know, that's where he did it was on the way to work. He'd put that visor down and remember yeah. those things. Yeah. So you gotta have a place. Right. What's that look like to you? You may not be able to carve out a section of your home or a closet or a chair or something, but maybe you just need to um, just know that you know, you've got some place. Yeah. I remember you telling the story of seeing your dad at the dining room table. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe you just keep it nearby and you can put it out on the table. Sure. But find a place. That's the key. And then then make a plan. If we don't plan, then you're hosed because <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Like if we wouldn't have planned to say, hey, we're going to get to this time and we're going to have a podcast yeah. and all these things. I mean, we're not going to do it. No. Because your life's busy. My life's yep. busy. Uh, if we didn't say, you know what, Sunday, God set a day aside that we can worship him. Mm-hmm. Sunday is a great day, and I'm going to I'm gonna carve off my Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, people think that magically preachers don't have things going in their sure. life too. But we could, go, we could go do all kinds of things, but we've just said in our minds, hey, our plan is Sunday we're going to give it to God. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be there at this certain time. We're going to do these certain things, and nothing's going to get in the way of that, right? So you make a plan in your work, all these different things. So why not, when it comes to prayer, make a plan? Then you need to have a book. You know, I noticed I started that, uh, yeah. our prime timers Bible study on Sunday mornings for uh, our 55 and older that don't want to come to small groups on Wednesday night. We started their small group on Sundays. Uh-huh. And so we've got that for them. And, and man, they are all about, they got, some of them have notebooks, some got little journals. Cool. When we go to prayer time, all those come out because them ladies are making notes. Yeah. Some of them use the front of their book. And man, they're, and then they go back and ask, how is that going? And it's just a picture of what we're wrapping up with. You need a book. Yeah. You know, some people call it journaling. You were right. talking about that earlier. What yeah. does journaling mean to you? Or what does a book mean to you, Pastor? Well, for me, it's just simply, I got a, I, I went and bought a nice, because I like to keep it nice looking mm-hmm. uh, from Staples or, mm-hmm. you know, and I just like write the date on there. I write a passage, one passage out of what I read and I write it down there and then I just start writing, you know, I, and sometimes, you know, I go through, oh Lord, you're so good and you're so awesome. And sometimes I just jump in, Lord, I need you today because my mind is racing in all, you know, sure. and I just do all these things and put it in dates. Sometimes it's half a page. Sometimes it's two sentences. Sometimes it's a full page. Sometimes it's a page and a half, depending on sure. how much is there. But regardless, that's that's what it is to me. And that's me spending that time with God. And, you know, you can do that electronically. There are things on oh, your smartphone that you could put it in there if you don't want to write it down physically. But the point is keeping a list or some type of record, pouring out your needs to him, Sometimes there's something special. We talk about how special it is just to go to the altar and pray. There's something about physically writing down. You're right. I have a problem with this. Yes. Now it's an ink. Oh, anybody can read that. Yeah, exactly. But it's God, I need help with. Uh, don't this. you love it too? You hear the stories where people have said, I've been praying for them mm-hmm. since, and I can show you in my Bible when mm-hmm. I started praying for them, or I can show you in this mm-hmm. notebook, and they got it recorded and they got it laid out there. It's like, yes, that's awesome. What a victory. It was probably, um, mm. I started a list of, I want to say it was the transition between liberty to here. Mm. And I said, um, Lord, somebody had talked about influencing. Who do you influence? Yeah. And so I was had my journal open. I said, Lord, who do I influence? I don't, I don't know. Well, then the Lord started bringing people to mind. I've got a list of yeah. men. Yeah. Now, does that mean I'm changing their life? No. But have they, have we iron sharpened iron? Yeah. And you so can, I wrote their names down, and then I use that as a prayer guide. Amen, brother. Now, if they write, they tell me about a prayer need in their life, I'll put it somewhere else. But that list, I go back to that and go, if nothing else, one of the reasons I cannot fail is this group of men. Yeah, that's good. There's eyes there. Yeah. If I need further, which I really should have said this first, but you really need you need to look at your wife and your kids. Mm-hmm. And then you look at this, and you go, God, this is why sure. it's so important. Yeah. yeah, if you make a priority of this, spending time with the Lord, uh, praying, then you're going to get something out of it. Right. But if you don't plan, if you don't just get to it, guys, what do you need, a spiritual kick in the pants? <laughs> Come on, guys. I do, well, I, let's be honest. I need a spiritual kick in the pants from time and to time. So do sure. I. So I'm I sure, it. hopefully, and that's kind of our prayer. It's like we're not doing this just to do it and waste our time. We're doing it because we want to inspire and we want to encourage and we want to 
challenge men to raise the bar yes, and act like men. Yeah, and when we do this, it makes a difference. You'll see a difference in our worship services. Oh, You'll man. see a difference in your families. You'll see a difference at your work, in your communities, That's in true. your small groups. You know, So powerful. We, we know that our, our youth, yeah, those young men, our, our youth leaders have said to us, we got a group of teenage boys that are wanting to know what does it mean to be a man. Mm-hmm. Well, they need some men to step up and act like men and model it before them. Right, right. Come on, guys. Yeah, and, do and, it. and it doesn't, um, acting like a man isn't just what you do on the outside. That is right. It starts with these foundational things that we've talked about, having a personal relationship with God and spending time in prayer. Prayer and Bible reading is not just for preachers, fellas. No. It's not sissy. It's not just for your grandmama. It'll help you. <laughs> yeah. Trust us. Amen. I'm a man. You're a man. It's helped us. There's two examples right there. Yeah. And we still struggle with it. Absolutely. I mean, we're that's what we're being honest with you. And our flesh so, is not redeemed. No, no, no. And it likes but, to sleep but it's, this that's, that. it helps us. Yeah. It helps us for sure. So Well, we got a little long on this one, but Hey, Here I thought it was going to be short. It's good stuff, man. It is. God is good. Hopefully people are liking it and they're going to our Facebook page and liking it. Uh, hopefully you're going to interact with us and Share tell it. us what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Because listen, we don't want to do this if it's not helping you. Absolutely. If it's helping you, please let us know. So yes. we'll, we'll, we want to do that for sure. We're pretty excited. We even had a listener sign in in New Zealand and listen. That's that was crazy, awesome. isn't it? I don't know how they found us. No, I know. That's but if you're weird. listening again, thank you. Yeah. We're glad you're here. That's right, man. Tell us who you are, too, for sure. But, All right. Um, hey, we're trying to get it on Apple, and we're working through that process, but uh, pray for us in that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a process. Yeah, we'll get it done. All right, you ready? We're ready. Let's wrap it up. Well, here we go. That was episode four. Yep. Can't believe we got it knocked out. Hey, come and join us on the next episode. We can't wait to tell you what it's going to be about. Because <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Act Like Men podcast today. You can connect with us on Facebook at our page, Act Like Men Podcast. Do us a favor, like it and share it, and even share this podcast with your friends and help us as we strive to encourage other men to act like men. See ya.